into the it is Wednesday, the 26th of May. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And I tell you what, you covered more ground in the early explorers yesterday, Shane. You were zipping all over town. All over town yesterday, man, doing some stuff for our sponsor on lunch with Leo, Brian Beer. So it was a, uh, a little bit of a voiceover and that, but it was good. Yeah, travelling all over Sydney. Look, I love lunch with Lee. Who's next up? What am I looking forward to next time? Well, I've got a big one coming up later this month. Uh, Mark Holden, the former um, Australian Idol judge. I want to make you my lady. Yeah, I'll make you my lady and also now a barrister uh, with the great Swans player and coach Paul Rue. So that's going to be an absolute cracker. Oh, yeah. Cannot wait for it. Lunch with Lee. It is a must listen. Today on Afternoon Sport, we talk to your old teammate, Tom Moody. Hasn't he been busy in India? He's now in Sri Lanka. And also Steve Gillis, player manager to the stars. Shane, well, what a night of the judiciary. The impact at both the Roosters and New South Wales State of Origin, it's extraordinary. It is, mate, and it's a real shame, I reckon. Um, when we watch State of Origin, we want to see the best players from both New South Wales and Queensland take the paddock, and unfortunately this year it's not going to be the case. Victor Radley, five weeks, mate. That's a huge, huge penalty uh, with Angus Crichton two weeks as well. Um, and um, I think Munster as well is going to be in a bit of trouble for Queensland. Yeah, well, there's an injury cloud over a number of players as well. And the thing from a Roosters perspective is that these two guys are out and Drew Hutchison, who copped the knees in the back at Parramatta and there wasn't much done about it, has just gone back into hospital because that lung has collapsed again. So, look, there's high drama. There are people getting upset with the crackdown. So uh, it is, it's just going to escalate this story before it starts to, to die away. And what about this boxing thing? It's an interesting yarn, isn't it? So you've got this Justin Sooney fight. Of course, he's got to fight before he fights Paul Gallen against this Christian Soy. And as these two blokes are doing their weigh-in, behind them is the poster of the Paul Gallen fight. So they rather than concentrate on this fight here, they've got the big fight uh, poster behind them. And I tell you what, the opposition camp weren't very happy about it. No, and fair enough too. You've got big Paul Gallen's buff head behind, <laughs> standing behind them, mate. And uh, I can understand the guy standing in front of Paul Gallon's head when it's not his fight um, taking away from them. So they moved to the side and actually uh, faced up against each other in front of a, a, just a red curtain. But uh, yet dramas before a boxing match. Who would have thought, Tim? Yeah, exactly. Is there any chance you might take on Gallon? Is there still a chance? New South Wales captain? Absolutely no chance at all. But uh, <laughs> I don't mind putting a slipper into him. That's oh, all. we'll keep pushing. You might get fight <laughs> under different rules. All right, this is Afternoon Sport. Coming up next, we are going to talk to former Australian cricketer of course he is the director of coaching for cricket in Sri Lanka IPL director of coaching for Hyderabad it is Tom Moody Afternoon sport. Well, former Australian cricketer Tom Moody wears a number of caps, both here in Australia and overseas. Of course, coaching in the IPL and the coaching director with uh, cricket in Sri Lanka. And he joins us from Colombo in Sri Lanka right now on Afternoon Sport. How are you, Tom? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, Tim. Now, Moods, thanks for coming on the show, mate. It's good to hear your voice. It's been, seems like a a world away, mate, and many years gone by since the 99 Cricket World Cup where we sat in the Lord's change room, mate, and, and celebrated and drank some good red wine and smoked cigars. So it's it's good to hear your voice, mate. 
Yeah, it's good to hear yours too. <laughs> it uh, it has been some time, and it's quite scary to think uh, back that far because we're talking over twenty years, mate. So I think yeah. we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it was a good time. But uh, so, to, so fill us in, Tom. What, what's it like in Sri Lanka right now? Because you've obviously gone from the, the stricken India with COVID, and the IPL obviously uh, was called off, and have gone straight to Sri Lanka. What's it like there at the minute? Well, it's interesting. Just uh, just recently, over the last uh, week, they've tightened up um, the measures here because there's the COVID cases are on the rise again. They've they have um, over the last six months managed it very very well. Um, but just over recent, probably four to six weeks, it's just got a little bit out of hand. So there's some temporary lockdown measures uh, happening around Colombo and the surrounding districts. Um, so they're very aware of keeping it under control. So I'm pretty much um, locked away in, in, a, in a hotel here in Colombo, working away from here and doing a lot of video Zoom calls and everything else that uh, is required to get the job done. Now, Moods, um, the Ashes are obviously coming up for the Aussies versus the Poms, which is always a big one later this year. Um, you had uh, Warner at your IPL franchise and, and he, he was dropped by the coach this year. Um, is, is he um, on his way out, do you think, or do you think he'll fight back this summer? Oh, he's far from on his way yeah. out. Um you know, someone like David Warner or any any champion player that's been around a long time and has consistently delivered uh, performances, um, you know, y- y- you're a game person to write them off. Uh, mm. David Warner's got a lot of cricket left for Australia and and in the IPL for that matter. Um, you know, he he had a slight setback, but you know he's human, like everyone else. You know, on the you know on the performing platform, you sure. yep. you have your moments where you, you're probably not delivering at the at the at your own expectations and and others. And you know, you can guarantee David Warner will be looking forward to this Ashes, particularly given the quiet Ashes he had in England yep. previously. Well, Tom, that's not an easy decision. Obviously, you and Trevor Bayliss were there and collectively you had to make a couple of tough decisions because he he started as as captain and uh, it just wasn't working and his form wasn't good enough. Yeah, look, it wasn't so much his captain wasn't working. It, 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 um, you know, Dave's got a a good captaincy record with with the franchise. He's a championship winning uh, captain as well. Um, It's more to do with... um, uh, the fact that, you know, in the IPL, you only can fit four overseas players uh, in your combination. And we, at the time, were playing three overseas batsmen in Bairstow, uh, Kane Williamson and uh, Davey himself. And we made the decision um, at management level that only two of those three could play. And Williamson was playing out of his skin and mm-hmm. so was Johnny Bairstow. Davey was uh, not playing badly, but he wasn't playing at his best. So we had to make a difficult decision at that point uh, to leave him out, uh, which meant that it was going to be a change of captaincy. Yep, and that happens. And Moods, what was it like? Um, we both played cricket in India, um, and the crowds there are fanatical, as we know. What was it like without crowds? It must have been a little bit eerie. Yeah, it, it was. Um, they do their best to try to create some artificial uh, <laughs> noise in the background, but, you know, it's not quite the same as you well know when yeah. you've got packed stadiums. Um, it's it, From my perspective, you know, it, in the role that I play, it, mm. it didn't make any difference at all. But certainly from the playing perspective, the players did talk about 
you know, moments in games where you have that atmosphere. And some players, you know, do really feed off that and, mm. and you know, find another level in their performances. But I think given this is the second year running in the IPL where they haven't had crowds last year in the UAE, they didn't have them either. Yeah. I think players are getting pretty conditioned to, to playing in those conditions and uh, you, you still see a pretty good brand of cricket. Tom, what was the atmosphere like towards the end? Obviously, there was a huge amount of publicity here in Australia about the IPL and it's still going and, and the COVID numbers going through the roof. You guys have played there. I've covered a lot of cricket in India. For anyone that hasn't been to India, they don't really quite conceptualise what kind of life it is. Um, like this whole idea of social distancing, it's just impossible in the cities of Delhi and Mumbai and Chennai and, and Kolkata. It's, it's a, such a different place. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, one of the main reasons they have their challenges there. You know, you're talking over 1.3 billion people. Uh, so social distancing is is, is not really, uh, you know, something that can be uh, carried out and followed through. Um, and also, you know, that they also are very passionate, uh, not only with cricket, but, you know, with their various festivals and religions. And I think that was one of the other reasons they've had challenges because a lot of those festivals still went ahead, um, not, you know, obviously now, but during that critical time when they needed to be a lot stricter with, with, uh, you know, keeping people at home. So, um, you know, playing, playing cricket in that situation, we were pretty much removed from uh, a a, a lot of that because we were in a bubble ourselves. You know, we we were Mm. basically in a Mm. hotel at a certain level in a hotel um, and we didn't have any contact with the outside world. Um, and the only time we did was in a, in a bus on the on a direct route to the, to the ground. And, you know, getting to the ground was a pretty easy process because the, you know, the, the, the crazy traffic wasn't, you know, yeah. wasn't in, in existence because everyone was at home uh, protecting themselves and their families. And we would just get to the ground and, you know, play the game and go directly back to um, to the hotel. So we didn't see a, a huge amount, but you could definitely sense that uh, that there was that eerie feeling out there, mm. and uh, there was huge concern. Hamoud, how is the Sri Lankan team tracking at the moment? Uh, they've they've lost some you know absolute world beaters in the last you know few three four years. Um, how are they tracking at the moment as a team? Yeah, look, they're they're going through a, a, a you know I, I suppose a transitional stage mm-hmm. like every team does when they lose the likes of Sangakkara, Jar Wardner, mm-hmm. Murli Duran, these types of players. When they retire, it, it leaves a massive hole uh, in any sporting organisation. So they're going through a, a a transitional phase on the on the national level. They're also doing a. It's one of the reasons I'm engaged over here as director of cricket. They're doing a thorough review which I'm central to of the whole domestic structure and okay. and how that operates um so they recognize that uh, they've slipped away uh, on the back of you know t- you know some greats retiring but also possibly a, an infrastructure that needs a, a, a thorough overhaul hey moods um you, you were a fantastic player you're a, I thought you were a brilliant coach as well I played under you at Worcester there for a very short period and now you're a director of cricket what do you find the hardest or the easiest? Have those three roles in your life? What managing you? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's probably a better question. Well, that was the easiest job, wasn't it? <laughs> um, oh, look, it, it's interesting because they're all they're all very different. Um, I, I think you know they all have their challenges. Playing, you, you've obviously got your your destiny in your own hands. Coaching, 
you're pretty dependent on, uh, you know, having a good squad and a good playing group and a good leadership group within that squad. Um, and the administration side is uh, has its challenging, uh, has its challenges, but it's exciting. Like what I'm doing mm. here at the moment with Sri Lanka is, it's incredibly exciting. Sort of is trying to help them sort of open up new ideas to. To, to how they can take their their game forward in this country. Um, to what's the hardest? I think they all have their challenges, but you know I've been blessed that you know I've managed to stay in the game in in all those three different aspects and and um, and loved every moment of it. Yeah, and done plenty of media work. You and I have uh, worked both uh, in, in a, for producer commentary and commentator together in the old days at Channel Nine. Tom, uh, last question: What was it like to play with and coach um, the great? boy from Oak Flats in Wollongong, Shane Lee. Be nice, <laughs> uh, Always a pleasure coming up against, uh, against Shane in whether it be state uh, state clashes or whether we shared the same dressing room. Um, interesting enough, we were similar similar type cricketers, you know, all-rounders that were competing in a lot of cases for the same position yeah. in the side. So there was a lot of mutual respect there, but uh, had a lot of fun uh, on the field. There's no question there, but uh, just as much, maybe a little bit more off. Yeah, you were very generous with your time and your knowledge too, Moods. So thank you for that, mate. Over the years, it's been, you were great to play with and against, mate. Good man. Good man. Thanks, Moods. From Cuban cigars to Sri Lanka. Tom Moody, thanks so much for coming on Afternoon Sport. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Coming up, it is the Rugby League Player Manager to the Stars, Steve Gillis. Play Sport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. Play Sport, whatever moves you. Rugby league, rugby league. There's only one game like it, and uh, there's so many stories surrounding it. We have the number one NRL player manager join us today, Stephen Gillis. How are you? Very well, thanks, Tim. Now, let's start off, Steve, about uh, overnight a number of guys, particularly the Roosters, with big losses uh, due to suspensions. Yeah, it's uh, shaking the game a bit, hasn't it, Shane? Obviously, the crackdown continues and challenging some of these rulings doesn't look like it's, it's going to work in your favour. So the wrist is going to do it very tough for the next few weeks and so too at New South Wales Origin, losing someone like a Victor Radley. Yeah, it's divided the game, hasn't it? I feel Gould the other night saying that Peter Volandis doesn't understand the game uh, after an interview where he said, oh, we'll just tackle him down low. Yeah, it has. And Gus seems very stoic in his thought process with this one, mate. I don't, I don't think he's going to be silenced too quickly. So I think there's plenty more action to come in the coming weeks. And obviously, Origin is the showpiece. I, I just hope and pray that the game is a great spectacle and, and it's relatively drama-free and has plenty of people watching it and everyone comes away with a good impression of the game. It would be concerning if Origin turned into something that we're not used to. Well, a loss of a legend, of course, this week. An immortal Bob Fulton passed away and our thoughts are with his family. Um, you and I both worked with Bob to you in the old, old days, but you also had a lot to do with him in and around the Super League war because he was a real player for the ARL. Yeah, that's right, Tim. He did, a, did an amazing job for uh, the ARL, stood up and took on a, a powerhouse and, and, you know, many say came out a winner. I, I actually, many years ago when I first started reporting for the Daily Telegraph, was sent to a, a Gold Coast v Manly game. It was a trial match up there and I'd never met Bob Fulton and I remember covering the game and one of the senior reporters had rung him and said that I was going to do it and could he 
keep an eye out for me. So I introduced myself to him in the rooms after the game. And I'm walking out there. He said, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm going back to my motel. You know? He said, no, you're, you're with us, mate. He said, get on the bus. You're coming with us. Now, so there I was, you know, 10 minutes later on the, on the bus with all the manly stars. And, and I, he said, sit down the back. I'll come and see you. So I sat down the back and him and Terry Randall came and sat next to me at the back. And, you know, they had all these superstar players. And uh, they pulled out a couple of beers from an esky, sat down and cracked the beers and said, mate, you're, you're with us tonight. We're going to look after you. And I said, gee, where's that? how good is this? You know, we're, we're my heroes. So I, I look back, uh, Bob has been a terrific fellow, uh, extremely good at sizing up people, making good judgments on people, but being, being a, a kind and, and decent man, very knowledgeable. And, of course, in my opinion, you know, the best player I ever saw, I went to the, the uh, Cronulla Manly Grand Final when I was 10 and uh, absolutely mesmerised by, by what he did that day. It was just fantastic and I'll never forget it. Mate, he definitely looked after a lot of people. Someone that hasn't been looking after uh, their, their people at the moment, George Williams' story, he'd been kicked out of the Raiders. He, he's asked for some um, compassionate leave and now he's uh, had his contract torn up. Shane, it's a hamburger with the works, that one, mate, and I think there'll be some more twists and turns today. I think you'll hear... More from, uh, you know, interested parties. I see uh, George's father was quoted last night saying that both parties could have done it better. And I just have a feeling there's going to be more come out of camera in the next few days. I'm not sure all is well there. Just finally, uh, just quickly back to Bob Fulton. Uh, Look, he helped out a bit in those early days of your play manager, didn't he? Because when you were a play manager, because when we first met, you and I, we were both journalists. And then you, you moved into the player manager, the status, and obviously become the superstar that you are today. Yeah, look, Tim, I, I'd kicked off a little bit prior to Super League, but I do recall working closely with Bob during the birth of Super League when we're down there at Phillips Street and it was madness, you know, 24-7 and you'd be wheeling players in and out and, and introducing them to Bob. So Bob, Bob was, uh, again, good to us then, great to work with, very supportive and I, I was very lucky to, to have known him prior through my um, my media days, which, which gave me a I guess, an open forum with him and, and we knew each other and, and had, had some trust for each other. So it, it made it easy to uh, to tiptoe through those tough times. Now, quickly, Steve, just a tip for tomorrow night. The Broncos are taking on the Storm. Brisbane coming off a huge win over the Roosters, 34-16 to 16 last round. Broncos v Storm, what's your tip? Yeah, interesting one. So the Broncos are like a good racehorse that's had no form and done nothing and all of a sudden finally produced what it should have and whether or not they produce it again is another thing. Storm are so clinical, mate. I, I would just have to stick with the Storm, um, just the way they play. And, and they all know, the guys that get their chance when the stars are out know that it's their, their time and they deliver. So I'd have to go with the Storm. Okay, a Storm for you. I wouldn't mind just one of those racehorses. I don't care if they lose eight and just win one, maybe <laughs> like a, a Melbourne Cup or an Everest. That's all I want. Stephen? Enjoy your day. You'd take it. You'd take it, especially when they win at big odds, Timmy. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious me. All right, guys. <laughs> Good on you, mate. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today to Tom Moody and to Steve Gillis. And thank you to Spartan Sports, Shane. www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.